Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine, whatever it is that you're doing right now. Listening to the show on your headphones as you do something else, watching the show on YouTube, however it is that you watch or enjoy the show. I'm happy that you do. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Host the show Monday through Friday. I've written a book called Boston Celtics All Time All Stars. You can now buy anywhere books are sold and on my website. For 30 bucks if you want to sign a personalized copy. Uh, it's a Monday show right now, and the Celtics are in the Summer League Championship game. They are 4 0. They had the best point differential in the, in the Summer League, so they are going for a championship. Uh, that's air quotes if you're not seeing it on YouTube. Uh, it's nice that they can go and play for something. That that's great. They you know they they want to win something. That's great. It's it's nice, I guess. Um, but the more important stuff is the development. And so in this show, I'm going to talk about three guys so far in the in these four games. I got to start with Romeo Langford. Romeo Langford is an entire show, and I'll probably revisit this at some point. But Romeo is an entire show unto himself. Aaron Neesmith, I'm going to talk about Aaron Neesmith in the second segment and how I think maybe the Celtics should consider starting him uh, this upcoming season. How this summer league has made me think, hey, maybe that's in the second segment. That could be an entire show uh, on its own, and it might be. These might be a bit, you know, their own shows later on this week. And then in the third segment, I'll talk a little bit about Carson Edwards who just keeps playing his way into my consciousness and makes me think like one more chance, one more chance. I'll talk about that in the third segment. Today's today's episode is brought to you by rock auto. Rock auto is the amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you. All right, let's get into this Romeo Langford stuff because after, after this fourth game, which they won by a ton 20 points over the Philadelphia 76ers. I think it was 100 to 80 was the final score on Saturday afternoon. Romeo's game was kind of broken up into two segments. The first part of the game, I thought he was passive. I thought he was very content to hang around the perimeter. And then in the second half, I thought he was more of an attacker. I thought he was definitely going towards the basket a whole lot more. He, he came out as... a it was very obviously different. He was very obviously a, a more aggressive player in the second half. So I asked Joe Mazzula about this in the postgame show. Joe Mazzula head coaching the, the team this summer. And I said, hey, you know, and Romeo seemed a little passive in the first half. And then the second half, he kind of started attacking the basket a little bit more. And Joe was like, well, look, he pushed back. He said, it's not that he's always passive. It's that he's trying to make the right play. Now, was some of that trying to defend Romeo? Because later on, when I, I followed up, he said, yeah, okay. Does Romeo get passive sometimes? Yeah. So that's clearly, there's clearly some level of passivity in Romeo's game. And, but Joe would say that, look, he's trying to make the right play. They're being physical with him. So he's, he's trying to, match their physicality, uh, and he did. Look, he did post the guy up. He did finish around the basket a couple of times. I'm not saying that he was he sucked. He's actually been okay. But the second half was such a different version of him 
And in my back and forth with Joe Mazzula, I started to think, and I'm just wondering, are we treating Romeo Langford fairly here as far as his game? Because what what's he going to be in the NBA? And, and are we thinking too much of, well, we saw him in Indiana. We saw him, you know, maybe you saw him in high school. You see a level of player that was a really big time offensive player. And you say, well, hey, look, he's got that possibility of being that kind of player. We, we, we have these first impressions of him. We have these expectations of him. The Celtics need certain things, and we've kind of assigned these things to Romeo Lankford. But is that fair? What kind of player is he going to be for these Celtics in the NBA? Is, is what we saw prior to the NBA really what we should expect at this level. The NBA is full of guys who were the man at the at, at prior levels. Full of guys that have been the superstar at prior levels. And then as they progress, they they have to adjust their games. And I don't know that Romeo Langford is going to be any more than a role player off the bench for the entirety of his career. I don't know that he's ever going to, is he he ever going to be a starter quality player? I don't know. And we've been kind of waiting to try to pull something out of Romeo to try to get him to to reach some sort of level. I I don't know what, what he actually has in him. I don't know what role he's actually preparing for. And so is this a case of my expectations of Romeo Langford were, whatever they were, and he's not doing that. He's not playing the way I thought he would. And so I was texting with someone during the game on Saturday. I said, am I wrong to, to be disappointed in Romeo's summer? And no, the like, no, I, I, everybody like being disappointed in Romeo's summer. I think there's, there's some of that kind of feeling out there, but that's based off of my own expectations. And so should I have set my expectations differently? What are the Celtics really asking him to do? What, what do they hope for him this upcoming season? Are they looking to him to hit four five threes a game? Because that's probably not going to happen. He has this kind of casual jump shot that I don't see. He flicks it. He doesn't, I don't see like a follow through. It's not, it's not the type of shot that I normally see from a shooter. He seems to be comfortable with it. He seems to like it, but it's a casual, it feels casual. The entirety of Romeo Langford's game feels casual to me. And I'm not saying that as a knock. I mean, he's competitive and he works hard, but I, I go back and forth. Like I'm really at a, a point here with Romeo that I'm just not sure what I should be thinking anymore. I'm not sure what the expectation is of him anymore. I I just, I'm having a hard time coming to a conclusion about him because I just, I feel like he can be certain things and it just looks like he's not going to be that. But does that mean he's not going to be effective at this level? Does that mean that he's, he's not going to give the Celtics something meaningful at this level? What is that? What is it that he can give? And so, I think I think there are plenty of you who are, are listening to this right now and already hit, you know banging away at the comments in on YouTube saying, "Yeah, forget it. He's done. He's a bust." 
Uh, and I'm not, I'm not going there yet, especially now for summer league. One way or the other, I'm not going there yet. But I'm just, I come out of this summer league more confused about Romeo Langford than I ever have been. Because I see little signs and then I see little signs that are competing. And, and I just, I don't know where Romeo Langford's going to land here. So it, it's going to be one of the more fascinating things, I think, to watch as we move forward. It's going to be fascinating to see what Romeo Langford's progression is going to be here. And basically, I'm going to need to see preseason because I, I don't know what we can see in Tuesday night's championship game or Tuesday afternoon's championship game, whenever the hell they play it. Uh, I, I don't know what we're going to see there from Romeo that's going to change my mind or give me any sort of solid direction. It's confusing is the only way I can put it. Up next, Aaron Neesmith. I'm less confused about Aaron Neesmith. In fact, I think there's a chance that he could earn a starting spot this upcoming season. I'll talk about that after I talk about Sweat Block, which is a, a solution for a lot of people who are struggling with excessive perspiration. It's an embarrassing thing, and, and I know people who have suffered from it don't want to talk about it. You end up doing things like wearing layers, even when it's been hot and humid like it has been around New England this past week. You end up wearing two, three layers just to soak up the sweat, which that's uncomfortable in a lot of ways. You don't want to be out there embarrassed. Maybe the nervous sweats are what get you. Meeting parents for the first time, a significant other, uh, a wedding, a presentation, a work thing. Whatever it is, sweat block can be a solution. They are wipes. They're, they're kind of like the, the wet nap looking wipes. What you do is you take your shower at night, you wipe them on in the problem area, you go to bed in the morning, you clean it off, and you can have dryness there for up to seven days. There are videos out there. If you Google sweat block, they encourage you to Google sweat block. You'll see it was featured on the Rachel Ray show. You have firefighters with all of their gear running into fires and coming out dry. That's how well sweat block works. Okay. You can wear what you want to wear. You don't have to pick different colors that aren't going to show. It's going to be your little secret to confidence and it's the must have in everybody's toiletry bag. Whatever it is that you're getting ready for sweat block can give you that extra bit of confidence knowing that you're going to come out dry. So check out sweat block, go to sweatblock.com. You're going to get 20% off with the promo code locked on, right? Locked on at sweatblock.com for 20% off, or you can pick it up at Amazon and at CVS. Today's show is also brought to you by indeed. If you're a hiring manager and I was one in a past life, you can count on indeed to make sure you're hiring the right candidates, all right? When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, a job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even the interviewing now. So don't just hope that your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools will help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed's Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed are 
matching you the moment you post a sponsored job instantly. With Indeed assessments, choose from 135 skills tests to help you make sure that you're finding applicants from people with skills that you need. Three million businesses worldwide have used Indeed. You should join them in finding your next great hire. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked on. That's Indeed.com slash locked on. This offer is available through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Aaron Neesmith has had a very interesting summer league where I've seen him miss a bunch of open shots. I've seen him hit a ton of contested shots. I'm not really concerned about the open shots because those will fall. I think he's so focused on taking some of these contested shots that the open ones almost are like, oh, oh yeah, by the way, I'm supposed to take and make these. I think ultimately we're looking at a guy who has focused so much on these, these contested shots because he's the guy that is going to have to take a lot of those shots if he's going to do what Brad Stevens has said needs to happen, that they want to find guys who complement Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Who is going to work best around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? They need somebody to make contested shots while those guys are on the floor. And so that's what he's been focusing on. And so I look at at Neesmith Summer League, and I think it can be an interesting option to have Neesmith as a potential starter. And I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know if this is going to be I'm not saying his summer league has made him a starter on the Boston Celtics. I don't know that that's something that uh, he can he he can be that he will be that he will excel at. I'm not I'm not saying start Aaron Neesmith. That has to happen. I'm not saying that. As I wrote on Boston Sports Journal over the weekend, I think when you look at Aaron Neesmith's summer. I was looking for signs of growth that he could be useful off the bench. But then you go, hmm, what if, what, what if you can start this guy? Because let's look at what the options are for starting. You have Marcus Smart as the starter. I've talked about this last week. I like Marcus Smart starting at point guard. I just like that in general. I know I'm going to get a ton of comments on YouTube that, that's that's not what the Celtics should do. But I, I do believe in the Celtics starting Marcus Smart. I think Dennis Schroeder off the bench makes sense because that's going to be the role that gives him his, his best options, his best opportunity to be the type of player that he wants to be. Plenty of time to be the man. Plenty of time to be the primary scorer on the floor while Tatum and Brown sit. So smart as your starter... Obviously, Tatum and Brown, I think Robert Williams is the starting center because, first of all, I think he's just good enough to start. Uh, I think that uh, uh, Al Horford is going to be 
missing, he, he might miss back to backs. Uh, there's the entire, it's entirely possible that he'll be dealing with injuries and, in, you know, from time to time, he does have a chronic knee thing that he has to deal with. So why, why would you want to start that guy and, and have constant like changing starting lineups? Keep it consistent. I know Robert Williams has injury history too, but I feel better about Robert Williams starting. Keep that cohesiveness and just just move forward with that. Um, So that leaves a hole. And where do you fill that? Do you put a power forward in there? Do you find a a stretch four option that can go in there and start? Or do you go the other direction? And this will put a little pressure on Jalen Brown to defend other opposing fours. But in today's NBA, that's, that's fine. He, Jalen Brown's basically, you know, he, he's strong enough to guard a four. They might be a little big for him, but he'd be fine in that position. So what are your other starting options? If, if, if the premise that I've laid out is how the Celtics go, you have Josh Richardson, who could work for sure, especially if he can find his jump shot. Uh, that, that's, I would say, maybe the first option that the Celtics try. But Neesmith, as the starter is a, a pretty good, I think, possibility. I think there's a real chance that him, what we saw in the summer league, the ability to hit contested shots, if that translates, if that ability to hit the contested shots is something that translates to the next level, translates to the NBA level where he can do it consistently, if he can consistently attack closeouts, because let's play this out. Marcus Smart brings the ball up the floor. What are they going to do? They're going to run a few different possibilities here. You hit Robert Williams, okay? Robert Williams is probably going to be the first guy to touch the ball in a lot of sets. It's either going to be a pick and roll where you use Robert Williams to put pressure on the rim. Marcus Smart comes up. You run a pick and roll. Rob rolls hard to the rim. It's either a lob if, if there's space or... It sucks the defense in, and it's a kickout. So if Aaron Neesmith is out there, and he's drawing attention because he's dangerous, he's proven himself to be dangerous, that could be the difference between executing lobs to Robert Williams and not. So that's a possibility. If you get it to Robert Williams and you run some sort of dribble handoff with Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, those guys come around the corner and... What are the options? You got Marcus Smart probably in a corner somewhere. Neesmith rotating up. Jalen Brown as an option in the other corner. Now, if Aaron Neesmith is providing enough space, you run a dribble handoff on the right side, let's say. And Tatum comes around that corner. And on that left wing is Aaron Neesmith. Either his guy is going to hedge over too far to cut off Jason Tatum's drive, and then Tatum can kick it over to Neesmith, and there's going to be a hard closeout, and you either attack that, or you take that shot with a hand flying in your face. If, if Neesmith can hit that shot, then all of a sudden, that, what happens is that guy doesn't hedge over. So if Neesmith starts hitting that shot, then the defender takes one less step to the middle has to stick with Neesmith a little closer so he doesn't give up those three-pointers. And now Tatum has that little sliver that he needs to get to the rim. 
So you have the possibility of, with that shooting out there, because who are you shooters on the floor? Smart is not a shooter. He can catch and shoot. Maybe he can, he can be a little better than, than what he's been. Maybe he can be an average shooter, which would be great. But he's not going to be the threat that makes people go, oh, no. Robert Williams can't extend out to three. So Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to be one of the shooters when the other guy has the ball. And you need another shooter out there. Neesmith, that's why I'm pushing Neesmith a little bit right now. It's, it's his ability, the demonstrated ability this summer to hit the shots and to seek out the situations that he was feeling against that the you know against regular opponents that he wasn't making uh, during the regular season. His stated goal of I'm going to do this because these are the shots that I needed to take and make last season, and I didn't I didn't do it well enough. Uh, I got to work on that. That that mentality, that goal, is something that I think is important and in, in translatable. So. If we're looking for guys that complement Tatum and Brown, that can give them the space that they need, that can give them the opportunity to kick out with confidence, one of the things last season that I thought was was evident that is that the Celtics did not trust the guys that were out there. Tatum and Brown didn't fully trust the guys that they were kicking the ball out to. Now, Neesmith was one of those guys that they didn't trust, but now it's a new season and Neesmith can come in and be trusted if he can be trusted that opens up another level. And if you bring him in as a starter, then you have Romeo off the bench. Hopefully he can find his, his, his niche. Uh, Richardson, if he can be a shooter as well, around Dennis Schroeder. Now you have those three guys coming off the bench with Peyton Pritchard as, as a, a, an option there off the bench as well. You've got some shooting, some slashing, a little bit of size at the at the wing with Richardson. It's I can see that bench kind of molding into into shape. I'm not saying that this is my my final determination that Neesmith has to start. I don't know. I don't know if this summer is really real. I don't know what's really real because it's summer league, and you can't make any final determinations about summer league. But that's my reasoning for at least auditioning him in that role. At least trying him out in that role. It's worth a shot. Because if it works, now you have more depth. Guys that you thought might be starters can actually fill in roles off the bench. I'm going to come back. I'm going to talk about one of those guys. I think maybe uh, Carson Edwards. Carson Edwards keeps just... Asking for that opportunity. He's playing his way into, all right, one more shot. That's that's my take on, on him. We'll talk about that next. First, got to talk to you about Rock Auto. Sponsoring this episode and sponsoring you for cheap, cheaper options on your car, your truck, the parts that you need that you're looking for, whether they're complicated, whether they're simple. RockAuto.com can help you save a lot of money on whatever it is. Something simple like carpet or wipers or something complicated in the middle of that engine that I can't I can't figure out. But I know people who do know that stuff and they've saved hundreds of dollars uh, when they go to RockAuto.com. 
right? This is a family business. They've been helping do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. You go to rockauto.com, you plug in the stuff. Instead of going to one of those strip malls and the chain stores, the same information you're gonna give that person behind the desk, you can put into a computer, saving yourself time and energy and frustration when they just go grab whatever they have on the shelf and say, when you go to rockauto.com, you'll see a very easy to navigate, extensive catalog with plenty of options, plenty of pricing options that will fit your budget, fit your needs. So go to rockauto.com right now. Check it out. Whatever you need, plug it in. Even if you think, ah, it's not worth it. It is worth it. Go check it out at rockauto.com. When you do buy something, and I feel like you will, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. That is going to let them know that we sent you. That's the only way they know. So please do that. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Take some of the money you saved at Rock Auto, head on over to built.com and get the best tasting protein bar on the market. If you're new to Built Bars, let me tell you, these things are basically candy bars that are healthy for you. They're covered in chocolate, but when you go to Built.com, you see all the amazing flavors that they have. You're going to also see that they're about 17 or 18 grams of protein, 130 to 150, 160 calories. Not bad. If you're going out there and you're doing your cardio, and you're burning three, four hundred, you're not eating three or four hundred and canceling that out with a built bar. You're actually doing pretty well there. Uh, four grams of sugar or so, four or five net carbs. You're just getting what you need and you're not getting any of the stuff that you don't. Head on over to built.com, check it out right now, and use the promo code LOCKED15. Try an assorted box if you're not sure which one you're gonna you're gonna like got a nut allergy there are plenty of options for you that don't have to worry about that if you're on a keto diet this is approved you can have them they're delicious they're they're healthy and with the promo code locked 15 you can get 15 percent off every time every time you go to built.com Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Well, once again, Carson Edwards had a, a great summer league game and I watch him play. I, I, I tend to be a little dismissive of Carson Edwards because I've seen him play a couple of years and and I think, okay, this is this is the same old story lining up for him. That when he gets 30-plus minutes and freedom and opportunity and the ball in his hands, eventually he's going to find a way to put the ball in the basket. That's classic Carson Edwards. But when you give him three minutes, he who knows what portion of that 30-minute game you're going to get, right? Like You can take any three-minute segment of that 30 minutes that Carson Edwards plays and maybe you get a quiet, doesn't even get a chance to shoot segment. Or maybe you get the part where he's hot. Or maybe you get the part part where he's trying to shoot his way through. But you don't get consistently the same thing. And the way I wrote about it on Boston Sports Journal was, Carson Edwards is pretty good when, he's, when he gets 30 minutes and that opportunity. 
but he needs to be the guy that gets that opportunity and, and being good in 30 seconds. He needs to be ready in 30 seconds. He doesn't need to be ready in 30 minutes. That's, that's the thing with Edwards. But as I'm sitting here ready to just say, you know what, whatever Carson Edwards does in Summer League doesn't really matter for the Celtics because he's not going to get the opportunity to do what he needs. I realize like, I, I'm, I am putting him a, a bit in a box and not giving him the opportunity, in my mind, to actually be what the Celtics need him to be. So his Summer League has been good enough where I feel like, all right, one more chance. Maybe the Celtics can give him one more chance this preseason, but only play him in three-minute stints, five-minute stints, because that's the only way you're going to figure out. Can he be what you need him to be? And let's face it, with Schroeder on the team, with Richardson on the team, there's, there's a lack of shooting. Peyton Pritchard can shoot it. Aaron Neesmith can shoot it. But where else, as far as role players, are you really getting shooting from? Langford, you hope that he can develop something like that. I don't know what he's going to be, like I said in the first segment. I have no idea. Um, you know that, like I said, Pritchard's going to, I mean, he's pulling up from like 35 feet now. That dude just dropped 92 points in a pro-am game, which, as, as I said the other day, like it's a pro-am. Any NBA player or marginal NBA player, and Pritchard is not a marginal guy. He's a, he's a, a solid NBA guy. Any player like that can go into a pro-am and have a big game. But damn, 92 points, is that's like impressive just from the sheer, like you got to hit enough shots in a limited amount of time to score 92. Like that's insane. But anyway, uh, the shooting is not coming from very many places. And Schroeder is a guy who likes to drive. Richardson can drive. Need some shooters there. I mean, Al Horford can stretch the floor as a big, but he's not quite shooting it the way he used to. Maybe he can have a resurgence in Boston. Who knows? But I think Carson actually has an opportunity here. There's an actual chance for Carson Edwards to get out there, get the shots, and hit a few, hit a few buckets for the Celtics this season. And I expect him to be one of the candidates, obviously, to be moved if the Celtics need to clear a cap, cap space or a, a roster spot. But also, I'm not ready to give up on his, his ability to come off the bench. I thought I was, but he kind of shot his way back into it. And and I don't want to make it like I'm overreacting because all I'm saying is, Maybe give him, let's, let's take this preseason to say, Hey, maybe he can do it. Maybe let's give him a shot and see, because I was ready to write it, write it off and, and say he, he couldn't do it. But if he, if he can, if it's possible, if it's in there somehow, and you can find something in him for us, you know, at least this season, then that's, Either that's money that you don't have on your books as, as far as waiving him. Like if you were going to cut him, then you don't have to. So you're not, you don't have dead money on your books there. You might save a second round pick 
instead of attaching a second round pick to him to say, you know, even if it's a protected one or whatever, you don't even have to entertain that. You know, maybe there's a little, a little thing there with Edwards that maybe this season, maybe he can provide some value this season. That's it's all I'm saying is he's been impressive enough at summer league to make me think, all right, you, you bought yourself another month. You bought yourself another month to go out there and show it to us. But he needs to find a way to get past this weakness where he needs all of that time and all of that opportunity to be effective. Hey, look, 30 minutes a game, that's great. Ball in your hand all that time, higher usage, that's great. A lot of guys who are in the league right now who are getting 12 to 15 minutes if they had 30 minutes and a higher usage could probably do more as well. But you tell me the NBA team that's going to give Carson Edwards the ball in his hand for 30 plus minutes. This is the problem here. What he needs is that available at the NBA level. I don't know that it is. I don't know. I don't think it is. And if it is, it's on a bad team, but Hey, look, NBA money is NBA money. And if you want to make that money, you know, bounce around a little bit, go for it. But I think that opportunity might exist in a different league. That's just how it is with Carson Edwards. Though I will say, like, after the game, I like, I I actually like his answers to questions because there's this honesty there. Listening to him after the game and say, him saying, like, look, I'm just trying to find my way. I'm trying to find my way here. I'm trying to do what I need to do to take care of my family, to make, you know, to make them proud of me, to, to, for me to help them. And to, you know, whatever, whatever it is to, for me to find my way, whether it's here or if it's somewhere else, that's all I'm trying to do. And I, I actually, I love that answer. I loved it. So honest. And it's exactly what he's, he is. He's just trying to find his way through this crazy league, this business. And it's, there's so much more involved. So I I do, I do root for Carson Edwards. I root for these guys. I root for all of these guys because I, I, I think by the time you get to this level, you have to be so damn good at basketball. It's going to be so hard to turn around as a player and say, all right, I have to, I have to come to grips with, at this level, I'm not as good as I need to be. Maybe I'm not quite at this level. You've been great at every other level in your life, and you've been one of the best basketball players on the planet. And, and so good at so many things. And now all of a sudden, now you get to the NBA and it's like, whoa, smack you in the face. And, and you realize like, damn, things are different here. It's just different. And a lot of these young guys are just trying to find their way and figure out how the hell do I stay in this league? How the hell do I give myself a chance to make some decent money around here and, and stick? Now, the unfortunate thing is that every year guys don't stick. There's a new crop of players every year that comes in. There's a new crop every year that goes out. And that's the business of this league. It's unforgiving. It's kind of kind of sucks in that way. Because there's good dudes who are really trying hard. And they're not going to get their opportunities. But there's plenty of opportunity around the world. I hope these guys do find it. But let's see what happens with Carson after another month in the fold. We'll see. Uh... I'll see uh, about more shows coming up this week. We are heading into the down period of 
This short turnaround, another short turnaround in the NBA, but I will fill that void. Still going to be here. Right now, still doing five days a week. Might go down to three for a short stretch before going back up to five as the season kicks up. So make sure you're subscribed to the show. If you're listening on a podcast, make sure you're subscribed to get this uh, as soon as it hits, as soon as it drops, go straight to your device. If you are watching on YouTube, subscribe, give it the thumbs up, uh, hit that little bell under there. It's somewhere, if I'm doing this right, it's somewhere under here where there's a bell that gets you notified when my videos drop. And comment, leave, leave your comments in the, in the comment section. But most importantly, if you're enjoying the show, spread the word. And hey, by the way, shout out to Matt and Matt, who I bumped into in Providence. Uh, shout out to you guys. Very nice meeting you both. Tell, tell your friends. Find guys like Matt and Matt when you see them on the street wearing their Celtics gear. Tell them that they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.